Welcome, Sports Betting Nation. Aces High here with you, back for our fantastic NCAA football preview episode. Gets me excited all week long. Looking forward to going over this. And I got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Hardways Mike with me tonight. How you doing, Hardways? Aces, I'm doing great. How are you tonight? Oh, fantastic. We got some hockey. We got some baseball. I think I think there's some NFL for those people that like the NFL. I don't know who those guys are, but we got all those sports going. How can you not be happy? Well, there's NCAA football going on as we speak right now. Let's just quick go around the league. We got West Virginia and Houston. West Virginia is up 17 to 14 at the beginning of the third quarter there. And you got SMU and East Carolina 14 to 10. So from now until the end of December, I don't think do we have a day without football on NCAA or NFL. So we've got amazing stuff to talk about tonight. But yeah, that's where we're at with college football this week. Very excited for it. And for those of you listening to us on the podcast, audio only, if you want to check it out on YouTube over there at our SBI YouTube channel, we can put a link. Maybe we can get a link for them there in the audio podcast to link them directly. You can check out everything we're doing tonight. We're going through on the sportsbettingintel.com platform, showing you how we use the tools while we're talking through things, showing you the logic behind some of the bets that we're making. Absolutely. We will certainly get a link in the podcast description so you can follow along over on YouTube. We'll let you go ahead and log in. Before we begin, I do want to let you know the Braves just took the lead with an Austin Riley home run in the top of the fourth. It is now one to nothing Atlanta over Philly. It was one to nothing Atlanta over Philly the other night, and it didn't work out so great for the Braves. So I'm not too happy about it. You're distracting me here. I was so excited to do college football. Now you got me thinking how angry I am at my Braves. You know, that's fair. Let's move on. We are going to chop into the Pac-12 tonight. That is our conference of the week. Yes, we have done the Pac-12 before, as the real Jay-Z calls it. It is the Conference of Champions. The reason we're doing it is because we had, well, we, we only have so many conferences to go through, but also we have a ton of great matchups going on this week, in particular the USC-Notre Dame game. But before we go into there, let's take a look at that colorado Stanford game that is tomorrow night. I believe that game's at nine o'clock, so it's a late game. I doubt you'll be staying up for all of it, Aces, even though it's a weekend. But yeah, let's let's take a look at it. Let's pull that up. We've got Colorado on the road, that, or excuse me, at home. They are the favorite in this, minus 11 and a half on the spread. Stanford, the Cardinal, plus 11 and a half, minus 110. And then the money line, minus 420 for the Colorado Buffaloes. And then Stanford, plus 360. This game has a high over under at 59 and a half. If you could bring up our detailed matchup here, we can go through some of these stats and see if we like anything. That 11 and a half, though, that does scare me off a little bit. Aces, Shador Sanders, what do you think? I mean, it's Colorado Buffaloes. It's we were talking about a football team. I was just, I'm not gonna bring it up here. I was looking through, you know, futures on the college football earlier this week. And Colorado, I would this I, before I get into this, I want to preface this is a Colorado Buffalo's football team week three we were talking about not us specifically but there were people in the world talking about how this is a national championship team if you look at their total wins now for the season that over under is at six and just in week three again this is how ahead of things the public can get sometimes and as sports betting you know we're not we're not going to call ourselves professionals but as sports betting enthusiasts as those who are a little better than the curve that's something we're looking for. We're looking to fade that kind of public opinion. So as far as Colorado and what I expect out of Shador Sanders, I mean, maybe they do well, but in my mind, that's a team that you just fade until they prove that you shouldn't fade them anymore. So that's what I've been doing. It's been profitable so far. They do score points though. And that's 
you know, I'm not saying they're not going to score any points against Stanford. They're clearly going to score some points. We're looking at an average score here on our game breakdown of 33 for the Buffaloes. We're looking at average score on offense for Stanford on the year at 19.2. So quite a discrepancy there. Colorado's going to score, but still 11 and a half. I'm fading the Buffaloes until they prove something to me again. Now, are you fading them by taking the Stanford money line? Or are you taking Stanford on the spread? Because I'm not so sure I could pull the trigger on the Stanford money line myself. Well, I'm looking here at plus 360 on the Stanford money line. If I did jump over to the money line, I'm not betting my bet fully on the money line. And even at that, I'm still not doing a full-size unit by any means on Stanford. I'd probably split it. We got an 11 and a half number, which, I mean, as you know, is is we got that 10 number, which is a key number. And we're above that with our 11 and a half. So, you know, that's kind of a sexy number for an underdog that you want in a football game. So I'm definitely going to put some money on the spread. If I put some money on the money line for Stanford, haven't decided yet, but if I did, it would be a very small amount and it would only be a portion of the bet total, which I would consider it kind of a combined bet with the spread. Yeah, I'm going to lay off this game entirely. I, I understand what Coach Prime is doing, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a, really a believer in that team. Plus, they're still dealing with injuries with Xavier Weaver and Travis Hunter still a few weeks away from even being back. They don't like running the ball, so all they do is pass. But if they don't have playmakers on the offense, what's the point there? And then Stanford, I just don't know that they have any sort of offense to really hang at all. Justin Lamson, I guess, is their quarterback, and the guy can run, sure, but passing the ball, it's tough. If we pull up the game page here, yeah, there you go. You can see where the best lines are for this one. If you do want to take it, though, Stanford, that, that plus 360 is better than our fair value line. So DraftKings has an outlier on there, and if you are going to back – the Cardinal, that is certainly the place to do it. And that plus 10 and a half. Yeah, let's go ahead and pull that up. So that jumped quite a bit from the 310 where it opened last weekend all the way up to 350 and then back down again. And now it's sitting at 340 there on that on that money line movement. Yeah, I don't I don't know that uh, I'm going to be playing this game at all. So let's move on from there. We've got other Pac-12 games we can talk about. Certainly we've got, let's go with Oregon and Washington, that's a pretty big one there. I know the real Jay-Z, he's missing out on this tonight because the Oregon <laughs> Ducks, they are his team. So we're going to miss out on his, I'm sure he would say, slam the Ducks at that plus 135 money line. And then that Washington line of minus 142, you only have a seven-point spread there. Is that surprising to you, Aces, that it's that narrow of a money line difference? I mean, you got a, you got a three-point you know, dog in that, and the three points comes – I would say, you know, eight, nine years ago when they're just using something like charts, the sports books are to figure out their money line versus spread. I would say that would be a surprise to me. As of now, you know, they have more complicated systems. So you'll see the money line and the spread get out of line for reasons, especially here. You're getting that three because Oregon's on the road, right? If Oregon was not on the road, we got close to a pick them. If this game's in Eugene, I mean, I don't know that it'll be a pick them, maybe plus one for Oregon, definitely not a full field goal though. So that money line doesn't really surprise me. And I still think it's kind of a sexy number. Plus 135 is the best line we're showing right now on Caesars. You mentioned the over under though, that's, that's gotta be something that's tickling your fancy over there at 67, yeah. right? 67. The nice thing is at points bet, I don't have to worry about that hook on that 67 there. So if you most, I bet most books have it. If we can pull up the, maybe the game, the detailed matchup, we can scroll down and, and see here. I'd like to see what where the most common there you go. Let's let's go there. So 67 and a half. It looks like most books have that at 67 and a half as the main. But yeah, so 67 points that has that. Actually, look at that. Bet Rivers has it at minus 103. That's even better. So it looks to looks to me that some money might be coming in 
on the under a little bit, or maybe yeah, okay, it's not bad. I I kind of like the over on this. Uh, no surprise there, but I did. I was on the college football <laughs> rundown podcast earlier in the week, and I did mention that I do think that this is going to be a slower game at least to start. I think that the first half under might be a good place to look for this one. I'm not so sure that these teams are going to be airing it out right away, and you can see that on our game page we do track that as well. So 32 and a half. That's a lot for the first half. I think if they're going to be running the ball there, this, this is this is one that I'm going to be looking at, that first half under and the full game over. And I wonder if, if I could make a maybe a kind of a juicy parlay with that because these these are negatively correlated events, right? If, if the first half goes under, it's much less likely that the full game goes over. But with a tight spread there, a tight game, you think that you also have the possibility for overtime. So I'm definitely going to be playing the first half under and probably the over if I can get it at the 67 number. Well, as we're talking here, I'm on the platform over here at sportsbettingintel.com. I'm on our game details page. And yes, we have full game, first half, first quarter lines. You'll see second half lines up for the games that it's available for. I'm looking through all the different books. And as you're saying that, I already forgot, you said you're taking the under? Like what? First, what yeah. is going on here? First, I, I mean, I heard it in my mind. I just couldn't comprehend it. You know, they got the hard ways taking it under. But my question to you, I guess, is, what are you going to do here? We got under 32 and a half. Are you going to take it at that minus 105 on MGM? Or are you going to drop down to 31 and a half at minus 110? No brainer, right? No brainer. Obviously, we're going to get that extra yeah. point. We're going to get that extra five cent juice back in our pocket. That is the way to go. So this is, I mean, this is perfect. I would have probably just gone right over to DraftKings and found what I found there. But this MGM has, like, that is that is certainly the best line for that. Get that 30. I'm trying to do it in my math, the math in my head. I'm like 28. Okay, so 27 to blah, 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 you know, whatever it is, doesn't matter. I get an extra point and I get the five cents back in my pocket. Boom, there we go. Now, again, let's not get crazy here. I'm not taking the game under. I, I think that this one could be opened up in the second half a little bit. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at on this game, and then the the money line. I don't know. I kind of like Washington on this. Not enough to probably play the money line, but that spread isn't terrible. Probably play that small. I know that you are thinking Oregon, right? They are on the road. That they're the uh, the dog in this. Yeah, I am thinking Oregon, and actually now you got me looking at our game detail page. Yes, we have three ways over there for the books that cover college football. Three ways. I'm looking at that draw which for college football, a draw is to go in overtime. Nine or plus 1,000 over there on Bet Rivers. I mean, this could be a close game. The problem is when you score a lot of points, The you know, from a statistical standpoint, it's much more difficult to go in overtime because the more points you score, uh, more opportunities to miss a point after, more opportunities to throw a field goal in there, which throws the back and forth off and makes it harder to get to that overtime. But still, plus 1,000 is kind of – you know, intriguing me. I have not bet a draw on college football this year, and it's not something I bet very often, but I'm just looking at that number, and maybe I take a little bit of Oregon action, which I mentioned before in the Stanford-Colorado game when we were talking about it that I was going to take the spread for sure and then maybe think about the money line. On this one, and I mentioned it on the college football rundown, you and I were out together earlier this week. I'm going to take money on the spread for Oregon at that plus three, and I'm also going to take money on the money line, plus 135. I will wait on that money line, though, to see if I can get a better number. The spread I'm going to pop in here probably when we get off this podcast. But still thinking about that three-way now that you got me looking over here, Mr. Mm. Hardways. Plus 1,000. Ten times your money. That's I mean, throw 10 bucks on there, win 100 bucks. Throw 100 bucks on there, win 1,000. If this one ends up going to overtime, if you consider that that 
Washington gets three points because at home on a neutral field, this would be a pick em. I don't know. This is not a bad option there. But let's move on. Let's head over to – we talked about it in our newsletter earlier in the week. UCLA and Oregon State. UCLA with that stifling defense. They played Washington State tough last week. I think they held them on only 17 points, maybe less than that. And then Oregon State has a really strong offense this year. And I know that you're a fan of DJ Ugalele there and then Damian Martinez. So this game, we're currently sitting at UCLA is the dog in this, plus 155 on the money line over on BetMGM, minus 170 on Caesars for Oregon State and the Beavers there. And then over under a 54, the spread is at minus 3.5. I would say that without knowing for sure, I would bet that the real Jay-Z is on Oregon State in this game. Do you have a lean on this one, Aces? No, I don't really have a lean on this one. I I like Oregon State as a football team. I like to bet against UCLA. I, I wish this was at UCLA because I don't think that I've mentioned it before in our podcast too. I don't think that UCLA being a home team deserves them the one and a half to two points they usually get because at home, they don't have any fans. They get like 100 people that show up to the game. So I'm a little disappointed. This game specifically is at Oregon State for that reason. But as far as where my lean is, I don't really have one. You've mentioned a couple of times now that email and I think maybe we should show the people here. I'm showing it on the screen as we speak. This is the email that we send out weekly. It goes out on Monday and Thursday. It basically the Monday episode or the Monday edition gives you a recap of the week and then gives you a quick preview of what's to come on our Thursday email. But it's real easy to sign up for. If you're on our website over here at sportsbettingintel.com, on our homepage, it says, want to stay informed? You just click this link real quick, put in your email, boom. We got you on your list. You're going to be getting that email every Monday and Thursday to help you with your sports betting. It's very valuable, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up, Aces. It is a hugely beneficial resource. And you can look back on the games from the previous weekend and take a peek ahead. And then on a Thursday, our team does a great job of covering the Conference of the Week in addition to some other big games coming up. So, yeah, this one, I, I have a personal vendetta against UCLA and Chip Kelly there. So I'm definitely in on <laughs> Oregon State. I like what that program has done the last two years. I mean, they went from the laughing stock of the Pac-12 to a perennial contender here. DJ Ugalele made the right choice going here, I think. Let's pull up, yeah, pull up the, we got the player props analysis for this game in particular. You can look at the different players that we have going in this game. I'm going to pull it up on my screen as well. So I have here, yeah, let's take a look through here. And all right, so we know that the main running back there for Oregon State is Damian Martinez. If we take a look at rushing yards for him, and sort, sort very quickly, over under 84 and a half minus 117 or 87 and a half for Carson Steele. He's a really strong running back for UCLA. It's interesting that these are that Carson Steele's is a little longer there, or a little higher there than Damian Martinez. Of course, he doesn't have to compete with Deshaun Fenwick, who they tend to bring in around the goal line. But maybe you could pull a passing touchdown. I'd love to see where DJ. Ugalele is for passing touchdowns in this game. The over one and a half is minus 142, so heavily shaded, shaded to the over there. So they, the bookmakers think that the Oregon State Beavers are going to have more success through the air than Cam Ward and the Washington State Cougars did last week. Dante Moore, the quarterback for UCLA, over minus one, over one and a half, minus 106, under. So he's shaded to him, shaded under one and a half touchdowns for him, minus 129. We'll have more props as more books drop these lines later in the week. So make sure you're checking back our player props page and the player props analysis for each of the respective games. Of course, we have that. Let's move on. Let's touch on the big game in the Pac-12. 
That would be Notre Dame and USC. This game is at 6.30 p.m. It is in South Bend. Notre Dame is the home team. So I'm going to turn it over to you. You must have opinions on this. I know that you love that USC Lincoln Riley defense. (laughs) Uh, He's quoting me from something I mentioned earlier in the week where I was saying it was absolutely hilarious how Lincoln Riley said that his defense wasn't much. I believe he used the word much. I don't know if he used the adjective (laughs) or adverb, but I believe he said much improved over last year, which is just an absolute joke. USC has no defense. It just doesn't exist. I think, I'm not sure if it was you. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but somebody was saying how they might just want to get their defense off the field so their offense can score. And that might be their actual mentality if you watch their football games because it's, it's a little bit embarrassing. In this game, we got Notre Dame minus two and a half. They are the favorites, minus 134 on the money line. You could guess from that line, these two evenly balanced football teams, Notre Dame is the home team on this one. Remember, they've already lost a big game at home this year to Ohio, Ohio State. Again, that was you can't get much closer than that on their loss, but they did drop it. We got an over-under of 59.5, so the book's saying, hey, Notre Dame might reel in that USC offense a little bit. I just... I could not bet on this USC team anymore. Beginning of the year, I threw away the fact I knew their defense would be bad. You can look at our preview episodes over there at the college football rundown mentioned it time and time again. I still thought that they'd be decent enough that with that awesome, amazing offense they have, they could overcome that. I'm kind of getting on the other side of that now and not feeling that I'm still cautious though. I don't know if I want to bet on Notre Dame after them losing to Louisville last week. Yeah. Notre Dame definitely, I shocked the world with that loss to Louisville. They were certainly a contender. And losing to Ohio State, no shame in that. That was a close game, as you had mentioned. Ohio State's been a little sluggish this year, but they're they're still in, certainly still the tops of the Big Ten, along with Michigan there. If we scroll through some of the advanced metrics, though. Maybe we can go down to team stats and take a look here. What's surprising to me, if you scroll up a little bit, we've got the offensive total yards is not that far of a discrepancy between USC and Notre Dame. I would have thought for sure Notre Dame's stronger defense. They don't need to put up as many yards, but here you go. There's a six-yard difference between these on a per-game basis, which to me is very, very surprising in that Notre Dame's offense is definitely very good this year. In fact, they have more offensive plays this year than USC, 438 to 435, more offensive drives. So to me, this says that Notre Dame's offense is, is improved. They've got a really good running back in Audric Estime. He can move the chains on a regular basis. And USC's defense, I don't know if they're going to get carved up on, through the air or on the ground, whatever it is. This Notre Dame offense can score. And we saw what happened with Caleb Williams when he played against a decent defense last week in Arizona. I like Notre Dame in this one. And I like the fact that it's not an outrageous line on this in that minus 134 is not terrible. And the fact that it's under three, minus two and a half, Maybe we can pull up the best line here, see what we can get for a juice on the minus two and a half. Maybe we can go over the game board if you don't mind. Just want to see where my best line is on that two and a half because I really like that at under three. You don't have to worry. Push doesn't bother me, but you don't have to worry about that hook on the three and a half. So there you go. Minus 109 over on Bat Rivers, which is almost uh, very close to our minus 106 fair value line on Notre Dame minus two and a half. So that's where I'm going with my money. I like Notre Dame. Let's go fight in Irish. I'm going to just see what I can do here, bump it up to the minus three. I know you said you don't want that field goal, but just for everyone that wants to compare what happens on that jump, he you're mentioning minus 109 is your best line on bet rivers right now for that Notre Dame bet. If you want to get it at that three, minus three, you're getting all the way in the plus money at plus 102. So not an insignificant amount of, you know, just for a point difference. And 
the probability of a point difference happening in a football game is not great, but it is greater around that three mark. So I'm guessing you're going to stick with that minus 109 from your logic, which makes sense on this football game. Again, I just, I don't know, maybe come game time, I'll be looking at something like the first half line on Notre Dame since they are home, but that minus 134 number is hard to drop for the first half. I was actually, I mean, it's compared to the full game. We're sitting exactly the same if you use best lines. So maybe that's where I go with my bet, but I'm undecided on this one as of now. No, that's fair. Let's go ahead and pull up the player props page on this because I do want to see where Sam Hartman, Notre Dame quarterback, has for touchdowns. And also, I'd like to see where, if we have anything on interceptions for uh, for Caleb Williams because I've got a feeling that defense can get a little pressure on him. So say, Caleb, or Sam Hartman here, over one and a half passing touchdowns minus 278, over two and a half minus 186, and over two minus – oh, excuse me, I'm looking at the unders there. That's the unders. Okay. Over one and a half passing touchdowns plus 200. Pretty good there for Sam Hartman. Again, that speaks to the ground game, how very, very good that is in that regard. Uh, Audric Estime, his running line there. If we can Let me jump down here for you so it's easier. Yeah, we go. Okay. So his rushing yards, boom, okay, over 99 and a half. So they're, they're estimating near 100 yards there for Audric Estime. That does not surprise me. And maybe, yeah, if we could pull up the – there we go, Audric Estime. I'm not sure who the main back would be for for would it be Marshawn Lloyd there for USC? Would he be the the, the uh, big... that, that's that's my guess? But here here's I'll show you an example of how we can use our tools. I'm gonna ref whoops, I'm sorry. I'm gonna refresh this page real quick and then I'm gonna jump down to let me get back into here. I'm gonna just gonna show you a real quick, easy way if if you want to figure out, you know, we know the books know who that starter is. So if we want to figure it out, we can use this filter in footer option. And we'll just look at rushing yards and then we'll click on, we'll just look over here on UC USC. We don't even have to click on anything. Marshawn Lloyd here comes up. Let's, I mean, there's so many options. We have these alternate lines. So there's so many options. Let's show all the options we have. Caleb Williams, he's the quarterback. So he obviously has rushing yards up there. He's not their number one running back. If you <laughs> couldn't figure that out from our conversation. And then we jump down to Audric estimate. So yes, the books are definitely figuring that Marshawn Lloyd is getting the bulk. If not, 90% of the carries in this one. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And with, thanks to, to Bat Rivers, we do have all these alternative lines that you can sort through and see the various rushing yards. And, and it helps you with, with daily fantasy sports as well. If you're competing in tournaments or double-ups, 50-50s, whatever it is, the College Football Rundown runs a free fantasy league every week. You input your players and there's prizes and everything like that. So check it out over at collegefootballrundown.com. But yeah, this is a great tool for helping you kind of make some decisions on lineups. If you're stuck between two players, pull this up and see what the books think. These guys get paid for a living to do this and to get it right. And so I'm going to trust these guys more times than not when it comes to that. So yeah, that's, uh, that's good. Anything else on this game? I do want to touch on a couple of other non-Pac-12 games, if that's okay with you, unless you have anything else you want to bring up for this one. No, sir. Let's move on. Okay. Well, there's a couple of big there's, there's a lot of top 25 teams playing this week, but there's not a whole lot of top 25 teams playing each other. One example, though, would be the Miami-North Carolina game. I think we, of course, have to touch on that with the debacle that was Miami last week losing to Georgia Tech at the last second. We won't rehash it here. People have heard about it plenty. If not, check it out on our social media. But here you go. This game's also at 630. It is in North Carolina. They are the home team in this. North Carolina, 5-0. 
They are the favorites. And then Miami would be 5-0 and if they had played appropriately. But, yeah, so North Carolina <laughs> minus 162 on the money line. That, that line is over oh. at FanDuel. Bet Rivers plus 150 over on – oh, excuse me, for Miami is over on Bet Rivers. And then the spread is minus 3.5. Mario Cristobal and then Miami team. What do you think, Aces? I mean, I'm, I've been against Miami the whole season, and I it's it's just funny, you know, year in and year out, the, the two Florida, the Miami and the Florida State teams, they're never my favorites. And sometimes I'm wrong on them, but the majority of the time I'm right on them. We're talking about a Miami football team that people, before last week anyways, they were talking about this football team being in the national championship, you know, being the best team in college football, perhaps. But, I mean, they, they lost to Georgia Tech, an 18-and-a-half-point underdog. They're now the underdog underdog against North Carolina they're getting more than a field goal the professionals the best people in the world at forecasting what happens in a college football game are putting Miami at more than a field goal plus three and a half I mean I I'm not going to bet Miami you know if if I'm using my mother-in-law's money I'm not going to do it as far as North Carolina that three and a half I wish it was under three and a half I don't want to pay up to get two and a half so I'll watch the line movement if I can get it under that field goal I'll probably take it Miami having that close game Last week, which shouldn't, I mean, I guess it still should have been close, but it should have gone the other way. Maybe they get another close one this week. So I don't want the three and a half, but I would like the two and a half if I get it at the standard juice minus 110. Yeah. If you don't mind, let's pull up the, the, let's tease that line down to two and a half and see what kind of juice we'd have to pay in order to get that. Or let's go with three first and then two and a half. Three with the push, not a big deal, but two and a half would be even better if the juice is reasonable there. So minus two and a half, minus 137. It's not horrible not great i mean you'd like a money line at that level minus two and a half and then can you see what north carolina minus three is on the best line so that's if you're following along that's over on bat rivers at minus 137 so north carolina minus three yeah they're going to juice up even that half point right so minus 110 for a regular two three and a half spread line or minus 106 so yeah that's that's 18 cents that they're getting on you just to go up that half point and then another little bit to go up to that three and a half. So it makes sense, I guess. Uh, 56 and a half. I really don't know. I haven't watched much of these games. I know that both these teams are pretty good on the scoring front, but I'm not sure that I'm going to be taking an over under in this game. I'm kind of with you, though, on that North Carolina line. I want to keep an eye on it and see if we can get it down to three. If, jump, if it's a natural three, then I'll definitely jump on it. Maybe wait a little bit, maybe put half a unit on it and see if it gets down to two and a half on its own. We'll see what the national media has to say about Miami. The fact that they're still ranked 25 is very surprising to me, to be honest. So it tells me that there is definitely public support behind this Hurricanes team. But I think North Carolina is definitely a much better team in general. Would you agree? I would agree, yeah. And that's I think the line kind of reflects that. I know it's only three and a half, but still, it, it, over a field goal in college football or any football for that matter implies that you know the team is better and not just by a coin flip better. I hopped over to our plus EV page while you were talking. I want to check out, I'm going to click on NCAA football here and filter it by NCAA football. We're going to type in Miami here just to see if we can. Oh, we still got MLS up here over here for plus EV. So <laughs> there you go. You MLS guys that like your plus EV. Yeah, I, I found this one. I guess there's one here, one here on our plus EV page, that Miami money line, which was the best money line you mentioned before on Bet Rivers. Our system is showing that plus 150 line there for. Miami is plus EV. We have a probability of 40.16%. The odds implied probability is 40%. So we're talking rounding errors here. Not much we can go off of. Still, if you want to bet that Miami football team, you can kind of be comfortable that you're getting a fairly good number on plus 150, but that's not me, as we just mentioned. 
I mean, that's a nice way to kind of justify your bets, right? Is you've got a bet in mind, you've gone through your process, your model. You like that Miami team. You think that they're going to pull out a win on the road. You look for the best money line, and then you head over to our plus EV odds scanner. You type in Miami. Well, look at this. Now I know that I've got an edge on the books with the plus EV bet. Yeah, it's not great. It's not huge. It's plus 0.4%, but that is a good line, and you can be you can be confident in your decision there that Miami. Now I'm I'm still not taking it personally. Plus four percent <laughs> is not enough of an edge for me to overcome my own models here. But yeah, if you like Miami, this is the way to do it. Is to kind of make sure that you're in line with what the books think about that. So let's touch on two quick ones. I do want to get people out of here. We've got a long weekend in front of us, and we've got to get back to watching the Braves game. I hate to tell you, Aces, but they are currently down. Yeah, now. I told you. I, once. I, I told you not. I got to stop your bringing mouth. up the Braves. I told you not to open your mouth. God, I got to stop bringing it up. Let's go over to Texas A&M and Tennessee. And the reason I want to bring this up is because I'm surprised at this spread. Texas A&M is unranked. They've got two losses. Tennessee, number 19 in the nation. They've got one loss. They've had a bye. And yet that spread is only three, even though Texas A&M is on the road. So Josh Heupel and that te- Tennessee offense there with Joe Milton under center, Texas A&M. What do you think, Aces? Why is this spread only three? Well, I, I was going to let you do your uh, your little opinion section there because in my mind, I'm against the entire nation in this. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is in this one. I'm taking A&M straight up. I, I don't respect that Tennessee football team. You know that. And you know <laughs> I, I, I just... Texas A&M, I'm, I'm much higher on them than you. I, I don't think they're fantastic. I don't think they're a playoff team, anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but I, I know you hate Texas A&M, so I'm definitely much higher on them than you. So I like that plus three. I like that plus 135. We got about the same kind of spread type thing that we were talking about with the Oregon game. Actually, I'll just head back to it real quick. Look back at that Oregon game, plus three, plus 135. I mean, the exact same setup, right? In this one, we got, we're at Nayland Stadium. We're at Tennessee's home. Oregon's at Washington's home we have the exact same setup in this game and my opinions are very much the same about these two football games so Texas A&M is my football team in this one and I like that three obviously I would like to get in the extra hook to avoid the push a little bit better but even if I don't I'm going to be taking that three at the regular juice yeah it's interesting that they are almost parallel in terms of the lines now you do have the money line is slightly shorter there for Washington minus 142 versus minus 148 for Tennessee I'm not going to bet against you on this one. I like Tennessee. I, I'm biased, though. I'm a, a Tennessee apologist there. It, Joe Milton, <laughs> I wouldn't say, is the quarterback that Hendon Hooker was last year. I don't think much of that Texas A&M team. I don't think that they're that good, personally. But we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. It is an SEC showdown, so anything can happen when it comes to these two teams. Now, th- these two teams, the nice thing is 55 and a half, we are almost guaranteed to see some fireworks, whether that's on the ground uh, I believe, um, I can't remember the name, uh, Le'Veon Moss is the new starting running back for Texas A&M or Tennessee through the air. They've got a bunch of playmakers there, so we will see. One more game. I do want to just touch on the one a total for one game because I was on the College Football Rundown podcast earlier this week. I made my pick them. I am putting my undefeated record on the line. That would be Missouri and Kentucky. I want to see where that over-under is. I took over 51.5 as my pick them. Let's see where that is now. Okay, so it's sticking at that 51 and a half. That's not too bad. I was a little worried that it was going to tick down to 51 or even 50 and a half, at which point I'd be stuck with what I would consider to be a negative EV bet. I would have lost some closing line value on that. But in this case, we're stuck there. It might tick up again closer to game time. 
Yeah, if you can pull up the game page there, we'll see where that – if you, we, you wouldn't mind pulling up the 51.5 line movement, and we'll see what the over looks like, where it moved from. Okay, so minus 129 when it opened on Tuesday night, and then it was pretty steady until Wednesday morning Wednesday, – excuse me, th- till Thursday morning. So now it does – it has gone down from yesterday from when I was on the podcast to today. So it is moving in the wrong direction. It's moving against me. I still like the over in that game. I like – Ray Davis, I like Luther Burden. Both of those guys are the respective playmakers for the teams. So I'm sticking with my over 51 and a half. I already bet it. Any thoughts on this one, Aces? Well, I think what, what we're getting here, we're looking at a for people that are listening, we're looking at a graph of the line movement of that pick that story made that Mr. Hardway's made over there throughout the week. And the, the graph is essentially showing us right after that episode of the rundown aired, some people started <laughs> hammering hmm. the other side of his bet. I think the reason is because you're so hot. You know how they always, the public always fades the heat. You know, they're like, oh, well, they've won 10 in a row. They can't win 11. They've run 12 in a row. They can't win 13. I think that's what's happening. They're fading your heat because I don't think you've ever lost a pick on that program of yours. I could be wrong. You might have mentioned it, but could be the reverse do, right? He's been so hot. He he has to falter at some point. Exactly. And I think that's what's happening. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what's happening here. Although it's a very small, it looks very big move in the graph, but you got to remember we're going from, a minus number to a plus number. So in reality, we're only talking, you know, less than 10 point move. So not a huge move, nothing you're probably writing home or worrying about over there in your journal. Yeah. We'll see what happens on Saturday. That game is also at six 30. So I'm going to need to drag a couple of TVs down to the living room so I can watch all of this NCAA football action on Saturday evening. In addition, everything that we have going on throughout the rest of the day and the rest of this week, of course, we have major league baseball. We have NFL, which is going on right now. The chiefs are up though. The chiefs are up 10 to nothing. It looks like it's going to go into halftime with that score. Phillies just took a lead two one lead over the Braves. Unfortunately, we need the Braves bats. Come on, wake up guys. And then we have NHL going on. The, the star star boy, Connor Bedard got his first goal last night. Did you see that game? Sure did. Watched uh, most of it anyways. I didn't catch all of it, but happy to see him get a goal. He had a point the night before. I know some people had some bets on that, and they were happy about it. So, hey, turn our program around. Turn that ship around for us, please. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, that'll be it for us tonight. We covered quite a bit on the NCAA football front. Aces, is there anything that you want to leave the people with in college football as we head into Friday and this weekend? Yeah, definitely. One thing, I'll just I'll pop it on the screen here for you guys. We were talking about, you know, college football throughout the night. If you want to head over to our sportsbettingintel.com, we have a Discord link. You can get there. Join our link it's, or join our Discord. It's free. On there is a plus EV alerts. Anyone can get these alerts for free. We send them out every few hours that show, just show the best plus EVs across the nation or a random sampling of them. I saw one that came up, Notre Dame. It's an alternate, minus eight and a half. Plus 250 on Bat Rivers. Our system is showing a fair value of plus 228. So when we were talking about that Notre Dame game before, maybe you're someone who's on the fence about betting it. You don't mind alternate lines. You're in our Discord server. You see this pop across. It's there for you. It's free. Just sign up. Go to our website. Sign up for the Discord. Join us. And also, there's a lot of sports betting talk over there. I think anyone that is a sports better might enjoy that. I agree with you there. And thanks for bringing it up to the public because I have my alerts set on. I don't have alerts for every channel, of course, but I have my alerts set on for that channel because it allows me to see what our system is seeing and then go in myself, take a look and decide whether I want to bet that. But it just gives me that heads up alert before that line moves so I can jump on it if I want to. So that'll be it for us tonight. As always, follow us on social media. Head over to YouTube.com and search for Sports Betting Intel. Find this video where we go through everything that we use in our tools tonight. 
to make our bets for this weekend. And there's tons more. Check us out. If you want more content, more information, more tools, you can, of course, sign up as a premium member for Sports Betting Intel, SBI Plus. That is our subscription service. It's only $20 per month. Well worth it for everything that you get there. You can go to, click on our plans page. There you go. SBI Plus, $19.99 per month. And you get everything in our SBI Plus page. So, Aces, it's been a pleasure as always. We have a ton coming up this weekend. So I'm going to leave you with that. Anything? Well, you already said what you want to say for the people. So <laughs> I, I sometimes get lost on myself there. But as we say over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely. <laughs> <laughs>